Combo Nation, we are here. What up, what up, what up everyone? Welcome to episode 305 of Combo's Court and I am Combo. Punch down on that, subscribe, button and share. This episode would greatly appreciate it. Today's show, D-Mills of House of Highlights through the Wire podcast is here to talk basketball with Combo. Shouts to the Through the Wire community. Appreciate you all. We discuss some NBA topics, just a fantastic conversation with D Mills. You could find D Mills on Twitter at D Mills underscore H O H. You know, you can find me on Instagram at 12combo. That's O N E T W O C O M B O. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. the wire house of highlights welcome to combos court man how you feeling i'm great bro how you feeling i'm doing well it's great to have you on um i feel special i chose monday night football over talking to you did you i did <laughs> inadvertently inadvertently look um i wanted to start with this because what you do now is like it's what i do now is really new right so growing up in chicago did you have any idea you'd be doing something like or what you're doing today? I mean, growing up, I was I had aspirations of being an NBA player. And um, through high school, it kind of fizzled out. And then I really didn't know what I would be doing. Um, I'm, I'm happy to be involved with the NBA now that I'm not working in the NBA. But um, most likely, I wanted to be like in law enforcement or either – take some kind of trade job or something like that along those lines. I never really knew what I would be doing um, until recently when we decided to start the podcast and then everything started to take off for us. Most definitely. I mean, was new media a thing when you were in high school? Was there influencers? I, I know you're younger than me, but I don't know exactly how young. So was there influencers and podcasters doing that full time at that time? No. Not not in my not in my area at least. I didn't grow up with YouTubers. I mean, Cantrell, um, he started to take off when we were like two years out of high school. Um, okay. He was doing it when we were younger, but he didn't start to take off till like later on. And then that's when I was like, damn, I didn't know YouTube had I didn't know YouTube was such a gateway to so many opportunities. Like I never really knew that. Right, right. It could be watched all over the world. It, it, it's so interesting. Let's start with Ben Simmons. Um, D Mills, I want you to take your crystal ball out and let me know where you think this Ben Simmons saga is going to end up because I really don't see any trades that make sense at this point. I don't either. Honestly, no team's willing to give up their starting guards that um, Philadelphia want in return. So I don't really know where this is going to go. Um, he's openly going to hold out. So they have to figure out something because going into the season after coming back from being eliminated in the first round, I don't think Philly wants to go into this season, like being, or not being as good as they want to be. Usually when you get, when you 
get upset or something like that. You want to come out and you want to be guns blazing, balls to the wall. And that's going to be kind of hard to do without Ben Simmons. And they just kind of realized that, like, whatever we get back for Ben Simmons, it ain't going to be Ben Simmons. That's essentially what they, they've come to the conclusion of. Um, maybe they, they probably wishing they would have shipped them for James Harden when they had the chance. Um, and they probably wouldn't have been in this situation. But it's, I don't really see any places that's going to really be eye-opening for me right now. Yeah. I mean, if you thought there was any chance Ben was coming back, all that went out the window when we heard the reports this past weekend that, like, he wasn't even going to meet with his teammates. All I kept thinking about was the Drake song, No Friends in the Industry. Like, (laughs) that's that's what I kept thinking about. But, like, if you had any thought that Ben might come back, I don't even think, I think it's about at zero now, right? Yeah, because at some point, why would Philly even want that in their locker room? There's so much drama and, like, issues that didn't happen. Like, Well, they obviously did if those guys were about to go out. I'm sure management knew about that, right? Yeah, but, like, for Ben Simmons' sake, why would he want to be around that? Y'all just – his coach just said we can't be a championship team without him. Joel essentially threw him under the bus after the game and the press conference, like, why would I want to go back to that? The team, the fans were burning his jerseys that night throughout Philly. It's just, no, why would I want to go back to that? Why would he, if I'm Ben Simmons, why would I want to go back to a city that was just burning my jerseys throughout the entire city? Yeah, <sighs> yeah. It, it's crazy. I mean, I've talked about this on other podcasts, on my podcast. Ben Simmons is just so elite and everybody just wants to look at the one thing he can't do and not everything he can do. Yeah, that is very true. And it's crazy because I just said he's good at, he's like you said, he's an elite at it. And I think there's just, it's growth. He's, he has to grow as a player still. He's one, he's one of the most like insecure players you could probably see. Cause like when his confidence is high, it's high. You get an aggressive, going to the basket, Ben Simmons, and when it's low, you got him passing the ball to Matisse Tybal when he had a dunk against Trey Young. Like, that's that's just literally how up and down Ben Simmons is as a player. Yeah, I mean, what do you think is, like, the absolute ceiling Ben Simmons could get to? I don't have a ceiling for him because, like, he's, like, a polarizing talent. Like, he's his yeah. whole thing is mental. It's mental. It's not anything physically he can't do. Um, and then yes. if he, and if he has the ability to shoot the ball, I think his ceiling's just high. Like it's, it's no ceiling for him right now at this point. He's he's only like 24, 25. I, I can't really put a ceiling on him right now. Yeah, you mentioned his athleticism, and this might sound crazy. I'm not sure if I said this on the podcast before. I don't know if he's a better athlete than prime LeBron, but he's a more fluid athlete than prime. Like he. Yeah, no, no, he's not. More fluid? Fluid? You think LeBron LeBron was very athletic. He was more explosive in the open floor, but the fluidity that Ben plays with, it's like he effortlessly gets from point A to point B with, like, no wasted motion. LeBron did the same thing. There was no one stopping LeBron from getting the ball at the top, going right to the basket. Like, I don't know. Ben Simmons, I think – yeah, and they both have the ability to get the ball, go coast to coast. Right. Like, Brian's not really racing any motions. He gets up and down the court in, like, two or three dribbles. You don't think Ben is less robotic than LeBron 
in terms of his movements? No. I okay. Ron had the ability to sometimes stop on a dime, shoot jump shots on the mid-range. That's true. Yeah, he's definitely speed. a better shooter. And I would say LeBron's top-end speed, especially, like, if you go back to 2010, yeah, yeah his top-end speed was crazy. D-Mills, you're based in Chicago. Um, I think there's, like, polarizing opinions on Chicago's offseason. I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. And what, what – and what are some realistic expectations for these new look Chicago Bulls? The polarizing thing is very true. There's some yeah. people that they're still not even barely in the play-in. There's some people that think they're a top three, top four. See, I look at them as around that five, six range. They're going to, I think the aspiration is to be competitive, convince Zach Levine that this is the place where you can win at and you could bring a championship here. And I like what he said. Some One of the Bulls players said that it's going to start with, like, championship habits, and I'm pretty sure Zach Levine said it. And that's not saying that they're going to look to be winning a championship next year. It's like starting the foundation of, like, making championship-type plays, like giving those extra efforts, not giving up on defense. Um, and just he's around now intelligent, high-IQ basketball players. There's no way they're not going to be competitive, I think. Especially with well, they're gonna they're gonna be competitive. Yeah. Yes, but some people have them like barely being in the play, like in the play in. I don't think that's competitive. Yeah. I don't think being in a play in is kind of competitive because you're just what you're the ten seed. Yeah, I guess people's argument is is that the East got tougher, maybe, but I think they'll be better than that. But they got better. They they got they got, they got way better. I mean, <laughs> I mean, look, people are like, I mean, I understand. If you ever add DeMar DeRozan to the team, a question's going to be fit because he's such a mid-range guy. But when you add good basketball players to an already to a team that was already ascending, I mean, and uh, it's not like the guys around him can't shoot. You give him Vucevic, who's a, almost a forty percent three-point shooter. Yeah, big, Zach Levine, we already know what he can do offensively. I don't even have to talk about that. Lonzo yeah. Ball is almost over forty percent three-point shooting. Where's the yeah? There's spacing everywhere. Like, yeah, I mean. Nobody could argue that the Lonzo ball was uh, – nobody could say that was a bad pickup. That was a great pickup. Oh, yeah. Any of the teams that were after him, Lonzo ball is going to help you play basketball if you put him in a situation where he is a point guard. Yeah, I, I think I think he has another leap in him, D-Mills. I think he can oh, get even better. Uh, he definitely does. He just wasn't being used right in any of the situations he was in. Yeah. He was to play with LeBron – and take the ball out of his hands. And then he was asked to go play with Zion and, and Eric Bledsoe and be a stretch two, just essentially a three and D guy. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, look, they had Zion and Steven Williams. I mean, uh, Steven Adams on the same court. That's tough on both sides of the floor, you know, he still made like four or five threes a game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nah, most definitely. All right. So D Mills, I don't know where you land on the Warriors, but You'll have to convince me that they're contenders because people are telling me they're contenders. I don't believe it. I think there's too many question marks. I think their margin of error for two is too small. I mean, where do you land on the Warriors? I really don't see them as legit title contenders. They're not contenders yet. Um, yeah. They're good, but they're not contenders. Because how can you say that Clay Thompson is going to come back from two severe leg injuries and just – come back as if nothing just happened yeah <laughs> and, that, and that and that's one thing i mean there's a lot of things you know you still got wiggins we don't know if he's gonna be playing at home games 
Um, That's crazy, guys, right? Yeah, young guys you have to develop um, that aren't ready for championship type pressure. Um, those are guys that you're going to be looking to move in order to get a, a disgruntled start that may arise. If they don't arise, then you just have them. They still have to, Wiseman has to develop. There's a lot, there's just a lot going on there. They're not, I mean, and Draymond is not quite the same player he used to be. It's uh, especially when it comes to the shooting. Uh, yeah, but I don't question anything about Draymond Green. Um, he's a winner. He's going to do what it takes to win. He's never been a good shooter and they've won two. Or I don't two. say never. I think he had a year. He had a year where he was a good, I mean, what's good to you? Well, I think he was above league average one year, maybe. I got to look it up. Yeah. Probably. I got to look it up. No, he probably had a year where he was above the average. I wouldn't – I don't have the stats right in front of me. I mean, that's great. That's all the difference. I mean, that causes gravity, you know? He was never shooting a lot, though. He's always been the guy that he's, like, just running the race. true. Making. He's going to defend the other team's best big man. Kind of like – it sounds like you're describing Ben Simmons. Obviously, they're, they're very different, though, but uh, – they're, they're – with them as mentality, they're literally mentally on just two different levels. Like Draymond Green is gonna come out and punch you in the face every night. Every night, it's <laughs> gonna punch you in the face. Ben Simmons literally can have a night where he just takes two shots. Yeah, that, that's literally just the difference between the two players. Draymond Green doesn't have to take a lot of shots, but you feel his impact. Like yeah. his energy, his it's just contagious to the whole team. I don't think Ben Simmons brings that every night. Yeah, I mean, even on defense, I'd say Ben is better on the ball, but what Draymond does as a team defender and as a help defender and just anchoring the defense. Yeah. I don't think we've ever seen a player like that. Especially with his ability to guard other team centers. Like at yeah. six, six, seven, he's able to guard any big that you throw out there. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Demos, I saw a tweet you had about Jamal Murray talking about Bubble Murray. Do you ever think we'll see that Jamal Murray again? See him again? Yeah, I mean that's definitely possible. It's ACL. I mean players have players bounce back from ACLs now. It's no I'm, I'm coming off one. Emails. It's tough, but you could definitely get back. Yeah, it is tough, but but it is. You know what? It's a lot about. Obviously, you need a great doctor, and it's all about how you take the physical therapy. And he's such a hard worker. Like you could tell, he works on what his craft, and obviously he's going to work on his body. I think he'll get back too. And I think Denver is like a team that could win a championship in the next three or four years. I could see it. Yeah, depends on how good the Lakers are. Um, the Lakers are going to always be that team that's in the way, I think. Yeah. Uh, will they be – because at this point, I don't expect LeBron to be LeBron throughout the regular season. But I think in the playoffs, he could still be LeBron James at times. Um, you're not really relying on him to do a lot, especially now with acquiring Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis. Um, the Clippers will always be in the picture. Kawhi and Paul George will always be a duo, one of the best duos in the game. Um, yeah. Yeah. These guys are getting a little bit older, though, all of them. You said what? These guys are getting a little bit older, oh, yeah. all of them. Yeah, you're right. But it's, they can be contenders. They're definitely contenders, especially with a healthy yes. Jamal. Yeah, I mean, with a healthy Jamal Murray, they're, to me, definitely better than the Warriors. We haven't seen the Warriors at full strength in, what, four years that's what i'm saying like you know like all those question marks (laughs) that's what i'm saying yeah like people think like that was like lightning in a bottle like that was different they had different role players it was just a totally different team you know 
I mean, Iguodala was one of the role players, but it was a different time, you know? Yeah, it is. Iggy's Iggy's one of those players that he could just help anywhere he goes. Yeah. So you mentioned LeBron. The Lakers are your team, right, from what I understand? No, I've never claimed the Lakers. Bulls? (laughs) I, I like the Bulls and the Blazers. Got you. Got you. Okay, well, let's shift to the Lakers anyway. I was mistaken on that. But what would you like to see them do on offense? Because I think it'll be interesting. I think a key for them is how AD shoots the basketball because there's a good chance Russell won't be shooting it. Um, I've said this on the podcast before. I'd like to see Russell take a Bruce Brown type role, maybe some small ball five from Russell Westbrook. I don't know. What do you think of all that? And what do you think they have to do on offense? Because obviously it's going to be have to have to be different from what they did last year. Well, there's no way Russell Westbrook's playing small ball five with Anthony Davis on the roster. <laughs> you don't uh, think so? No. He's going to be the point guard. Regardless, Anthony Davis is going to be their center in, in those closing matchups. It's not going to be Russell Westbrook. I'm saying in spurts. No. They signed Dwight Howard. They signed They signed another center. Um, DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre no. Jordan might not play. But in those moments that you're talking about, they're going to put another big. No, no, I'm talking about during the regular season when you have certain lineups, put four guys that can shoot and we wrestle at the five. But then there's LeBron James. Where is this, what is this lineup where Russell Westbrook's playing with at the five position? What is this dream lineup you're thinking of? Because even then, LeBron's probably on the floor, right? Yes. It would, be AD, it would be AD at the four stretching it. LeBron could stretch it, two shooters, let Russell run around like crazy. But That's why? the lineup. They got they got more than enough shooting. That's not an issue. If you put if you put AD at the four, and hopefully he stretches it, LeBron could make threes, two other guys, have him, you know, as a short roller. You could play Russell as a short roller, diving down, you know, going crazy, hustling, you know. Didn't you just say you wanted him to have a Bruce Brown type of role? Yeah. No. I'm not, I did not just trade for Russell Westbrook to have him play like Bruce Brown. No, but the super version. <laughs> the super version. No, there is no super version of Bruce Brown. Russell Westbrook is going to be Russell Westbrook. Uh, I don't know what. Well, the- that's going to be tough in the playoffs when LeBron has the basketball all the time. I think they've had this conversation. They, they are very talented, skilled, high IQ basketball players that I think that they're going to find, they're going to make it work. And I think Russell Westbrook's the type of player where he's going to adjust his game, even if he's not able to do everything he's able to do when he's by himself or like with James Harden or Bradley Beal. He's going to be able to contribute and play winning basketball with this team, even if that means he shoots a little bit more threes. This could probably be his best three-point shooting year of his career. Probably. Why do you think that? Um, he's going to probably work on it more. He's going to come in with the mentality of, I'm not going to be able to just pound the ball consistently. I'm going to have to play good basketball. Um, he should have always it, been thinking that, D-Mills. He's been in a situation where the ball is in his hand most of the time. Now he's playing with LeBron and Anthony Davis, where now you're going to be asking him to play off the ball sometimes, which is inevitable. He's going to have to create some – he's going to have to create some sort of spacing. I'm not saying he's going to shoot 40%, but if he can give you like a normal 34 35%, that's all you need. That's yeah. all you need. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you could say you could say that about a lot of players, though. Like, 
We talked about Draymond earlier. We talked about Ben. Well, Ben doesn't even shoot it. But if you add that to a lot of players' games, I mean, you know. And that's the one thing about Russ. You don't have to question whether or not he's going to shoot the ball. Never. Well, that, that's, a, that's for sure. So then the question is, is it better he's shooting it or is it the better if he just wouldn't shoot it at all? <laughs> that's an interesting question. The ability to adjust. We saw him with Houston starting to fall into the Mike D'Antoni type system. They were playing he- him at the small ball five, D-Mills. Remember that? But they, no, I'm talking about at the beginning where he was shooting threes and shit, and then he looked like he didn't fit. Then he got in his bag and went back to being Russell Westbrook and shooting the mid-range jumpers and the mid-range pull-ups and getting to the rim. And he looked like the old Russell Westbrook again. I think yeah. until the bu- until the bubble, then he fell off a little bit, right? I don't remember him in the bubble. This is I don't even know what he did in the bubble, to be honest with you. <laughs> the bubble seems so far away. That's crazy how far the bubble seems. I would have to literally. Who did they even play in the first? They things no, been crazy Jazz, in the bubble. The Jazz played the Donovan. The Jazz played Nuggets. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, that's right. That matchup. And that was the Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell show. I don't remember yeah. who the Rockets played. To be honest with you. Yeah, it seems so long ago. Uh, yeah. Very- <laughs> yeah. So the NBA is going to make an NBA seventy-five list similar to what they did at the fiftieth year anniversary. I mean, look. KD's a lock, LeBron's a lock, Steph's a lock. But what other players do you think could kind of be on the border? What other players do you think will get in? I mean, we have Jokic and Giannis. We have, I mean, James Harden, I think, got a great chance. Uh, It'd be interesting to see if all three Nets get in, you know? Yeah. Chris Paul, he's had a great career. Um, Yeah. James Harden's probably going to be one of the top two shooting guards of all time. That's true. That's oh well, no top three. Kobe and Jordan. Kobe and Jordan. Yes, Tom did. I meant to say number three. My bad. My bad. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Uh, you know what? It's going to be close between him and D Wade for that third for that third spot. Yeah, but you're right. You're right. I mean, look, he got MVP, so I mean, he's right there. Yeah, but yeah, I think those Jokic, Giannis. How you think? What do you think about Melo? Melo's had a pretty good career. I would not yeah. be surprised if Melo's on there. Melo was honestly the player that made me like start watching basketball. For real? Yeah. The him and the Allen Iverson days with the Denver Nuggets. I remember them playing a game where it was win or go home for the final eight spot in the West, them versus Golden State. And those were the two worst defensive teams in the league at that time, but they were the two best offenses. So the yeah. lot of <laughs> Iverson, Iverson was still really good at that point, actually. Like, people yeah. don't remember that. Yeah, Iverson was really good with the Nuggets. Like, very good. Yeah, I mean, Nuggets. I think some people think that he was only uh, playing high level when he was with the Sixers, yep. but he had he had a really good year or two with Denver as well. Oh, yeah. Then that's when Chauncey came. And, um, yeah. Gave Chauncey, hey, Chauncey, Chauncey might make it. Huh? Chauncey Maybe. might make the top – it's gonna to be tough though. It's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see like what older players they keep on it. Yeah, I don't think people understand how hard it is to rank players. Yeah, especially seventy five of them, right? Yeah, like even if you do like a top ten position list, um, like even of current players. You some, you you guys did that right recently? Yeah, some fans of some fan base is gonna feel like a player on their team got snubbed. It's, what what is is somebody's gonna get snubbed? Not everybody can make the top ten. Yeah, yeah. Who would be <laughs> who would be your top five right now? Players in the league. Um, Katie, Giannis, 
Seth. Um, Luca LeBron. LeBron. And Luca. That's the five. That's who I would have. Is it Luca? Maybe. Or I can go. You could go Jokic, but I think it's Luca. And, and honestly, I think Jokic is going to win MVP again. No, actually, I'm gonna go Jokic. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it to Jokic over Luca. But is Jokic actually a better player than Luca? I don't know. See, you know, Jokic is Jokic is different than Luca, though. They play differently, and I think 100, percent 100, percent yeah. Jokic impacts the game, and I think he brings more of a like a I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. He definitely has more impact on defense. Yeah, no, I, I think they're both pretty bad defensively. Jokic, nah, Jok- Jokic is a little bit better than Luka. Jokic think. is better because he can protect the rim. But if, right, he's he's anchoring. Yeah, yeah, but more so if you put them both on the perimeter, they're both pretty. He has the body to try to be a good defender, but he his foot speed defensively just isn't there all the time. Do you like what the Mavs did this offseason? I mean, they literally just essentially just added more pieces to where it's just the Luka Doncic show. Like right. the same way it was last year, it's gonna be the same this year. They didn't really add another piece where you're just like, oh, Luke, someone's there to take the pressure off Luca a little bit to where he can finish games and be playing at the same level he played in the first three quarters. You're saying you need some quarter. guy who could create with the basketball. Yeah, or like create basketball. Because the first three quarters, we know Luca's Luca. And then sometimes in the fourth quarters, especially in the playoffs, he can sort of digress. And that's when teams a lot of times make their run. They know Luca's not going to be for a hundred percent the whole game, and it's like KP could sometimes be that guy, but we know his ups and downs of this. I think he'll get it together this year. I have a feeling. I hope so. He does not impose his will as a seven-three guy. I think he's the world's biggest shooting guard. I see what you're saying. That's yeah, really- I, you're saying that he doesn't use his seven-threeness enough. <laughs> Not at all, especially against the Clippers in that series when they would just play Marquise Morris at the five. Yeah. Who do you have winning it all, D-Mills, before we get out of here? Who, who do you have winning it all this year? It, let's, say, let's say everybody stays healthy. I'll go Lakers. Okay. Actually. You're going to change it to the Nets. You're going to change it to the Nets. <laughs> it's gonna be, if everyone's healthy, it's going to be definitely a Nets-Lakers finals, and I'm going to go, I'm gonna go Nets. You just yo, which one are we going? D Mills, what's the official that, choice? So we can that, go back to this. Harden and Kyrie, that backcourt is gonna be just, just nasty. And then you got Kevin Durant. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's so interesting, D Mills, because I'm so familiar with your fan base now doing all these um lives and Twitter spaces with P shouts to P. They're so nice. Like Every person that's a fan of Through the Wire that I come across, I, I don't know if it's a generational thing, but they're like genuinely nice. I mean, look, combos, core combination, they're very nice as well. So nothing, I don't want to, <laughs> <laughs> I love combination. But uh, I don't know if it's a generational thing, but did you notice that as well? Yeah, I mean, you can, there's definitely going to be some <laughs> group of people. But for the most part, yeah, I like the Through the Wire community. Um, yeah. They all come together. There's even through the wire group chats. There's just, it's nothing but love, man. It's, and it's great to see because, like, it's contagious. Like, if, even if you see someone trolling you in your comments, motherfuckers are coming to your defense and, like, you don't even have to say nothing. People just come in just already, they didn't already took. took oh, took I know off. that. I, 
Yeah, I know that because if I ever have an, uh, a debate with P, you know, everybody's coming at me from the through the <laughs> <laughs> Yo, everybody, everybody, everybody agrees with P. That's my guy, though, man. P's a great yeah. dude, man. Shouts to P. Shouts to P. Um, D Mills, where can we find you on uh social media? Uh, D Mills underscore H O H on Twitter, IG, and Both. through the wire is on YouTube now, right? Own yeah. channel. Yep, through the wire YouTube channel. Uh, I think it's just called TPW Podcast. Okay. Okay. On YouTube. Well, dope. Thanks so much for taking the time. You're always welcome back on the show. And talk soon, D Mills. No problem, man. Anytime, bro. Shouts to D Mills. Thank you for joining in. And shouts to the Through the Wire community. Appreciate you. And appreciate everyone who listens to Combos Court across the globe. Drop a comment wherever you listen to Combos Court podcast. And of course, punch down on that subscribe button if you haven't already. Share this episode. Share it on Twitter. Facebook, LinkedIn, share it on your Instagram stories and tag me at one, two combo. That's O-N-E, T-W-O, C-O-M-B-O on Instagram. Be on the lookout for episode 306 combo out.